This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Revival starts when people pray together, but maybe you long for something more than just another prayer meeting. Keep listening to learn more about how intercession can transform the world in Carolyn Carney's new book, The Power of Group Prayer. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Haggai, chapter 1, verse 12, through Haggai, chapter 2. The response of the leaders and the people. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, along with the whole remnant of the people, obeyed the Lord their God. They responded favorably to the message of the prophet Haggai who spoke just as the Lord their God had instructed him, and the people began to respect the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's announcement to the people. I am with you, decrees the Lord. So the Lord energized and encouraged Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the whole remnant of the people. They came and worked on the temple of their God, the Lord of heaven's armies. This took place on the 24th day of the sixth month of King Darius' second year. Chapter 2. The Glory to Come On the twenty-first day of the seventh month, the Lord's message came through the prophet Haggai again, asking the following questions to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the remnant of the people. Who among you survivors saw the former splendor of this temple? How does it look to you now? Isn't it nothing by comparison? Even so, take heart. Zerubbabel decrees the Lord. Take heart, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and take heart, all of you citizens of the land, decrees the Lord, and begin to work, for I am with you, decrees the Lord of heaven's armies. Do not fear, because I made a promise to your ancestors when they left Egypt, and my spirit even now testifies to you. Moreover, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has said. In just a little while, I will once again shake the sky and the earth, the sea and the dry ground. I will also shake up all the nations, and they will offer their treasures. Then I will fill this temple with glory. So the Lord of heaven's armies has said, The silver and gold will be mine, decrees the Lord of heaven's armies. The future splendor of this temple will be greater than that of former times, the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. And in this place I will give peace, decrees the Lord of heaven's armies. 
the promised blessing. On the 24th day of the ninth month of Darius' second year, the Lord's message came to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has said. Ask the priests about the law. If someone carries holy meat in a fold of his garment, and that fold touches bread, a boiled dish, wine, olive oil, any other food, will that item become holy? The priests answered, It will not. Then Haggai asked, If a person who is ritually unclean because of touching a dead body comes in contact with one of these items, will it become unclean? The priest answered, It will be unclean. Then Haggai responded, The people of this nation are unclean in my sight, decrees the Lord, and so is all their effort. Everything they offer is also unclean. Now, therefore, reflect carefully on the recent past, before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. From that time, when one came expecting a heap of twenty measures, there were only ten. When one came to the wine, that, to draw out fifty measures from it, there were only twenty. I struck all the products of your labor with blight, disease, and hail, and yet you brought nothing to me, says the Lord. Think carefully about the past. From today, the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, to the day work on the temple of the Lord was resumed. Think about it. The seed is still in the storehouse, isn't it? And the vine, fig tree, pomegranate, and olive tree have not produced. Nevertheless, from today on, I will bless you. Zerubbabel, the chosen one. Then the Lord spoke to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month. Tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, I am ready to shake the sky and the earth. I will overthrow royal thrones and shatter the might of earthly kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and those who ride them and horses and their riders will fall as people kill one another. On that day, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will take you, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, my servant, says the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Ezra chapter 5 verse 2. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josedek, began to rebuild the temple of God in Jerusalem. The prophets of God were with them, supporting them. Psalm 65 For the music director, a psalm of David, a song. Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. Vows made to you are fulfilled. You hear prayers. All people approach you. Our record of sins overwhelms me, but you forgive our acts of rebellion. How blessed is the one whom you choose and allow to live in your palace courts. May we be satisfied with the good things of your house, your holy palace. You answer our prayers by performing awesome acts of deliverance. O God, our Savior, all the ends of the earth trust in you. As well as those living across the wide seas, you created the mountains by your power and demonstrated your strength. You calmed the raging seas and their roaring waves, as well as the commotion made by the nations. Even those living in the remotest areas are awestruck by your acts. You cause those living in the east and west to praise you. You visit the earth and give it rain. You make it rich and fertile. God's streams are full of water. You provide grain for the people of the earth, for you have prepared the earth in this way. You saturate its pharaohs and soak its plowed ground. With rain showers, you soften its soil. You make its crops grow. You crown the year with your good blessings, and you leave abundance in your wake. The pastures in the wilderness glisten with moisture, and the hills are clothed with joy. The meadows are clothed with sheep, and the valleys are covered with grain. They shout joyfully. Yes, they sing. Zechariah chapter 1 Introduction In the eighth month of Darius, second year, the Lord's message came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, son of Edo. 
The Lord was very angry with your ancestors. Therefore, say to the people, the Lord of heaven's armies says, turn to me, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will turn to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Do not be like your ancestors, to whom the former prophets called out, saying, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies has said. Turn now from your evil wickedness. But they would by no means obey me, says the Lord. As for your ancestors, where are they? And did the prophets live forever? But have my words and statues, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, not outlived your fathers? Then they paid attention and confessed. The Lord of heaven's armies has indeed done what he said he would do to us because of our sinful ways. The Introduction to the Visions On the twenty-fourth day of the eleventh month, the month Shebat, in Darius' second year, the Lord's message came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, son of Edo, the content of the first vision. I was attentive that night and saw a man seated on a red horse that stood among some myrtle trees in the ravine. Behind him were red, sorrel, and white horses. The Interpretation of the First Vision Then I asked one nearby, What are these, sir? The angelic messenger who replied to me said, I will show you what these are. Then the man standing among the myrtle trees spoke up and said, These are the ones whom the Lord has sent to walk about on the earth. The riders then agreed with the angel of the Lord, who was standing among the myrtle trees. We have been walking about on the earth, and now everything is at rest and quiet. The angel of the Lord then asked, O Lord of heaven's armies, how long before you have compassion on Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah that you have been so angry with for these seventy years? The Lord then addressed good, comforting words to the angelic messenger who was speaking to me. Turning to me, the messenger then said, Cry out that the Lord of heaven's armies says, I am very much moved for Jerusalem and for Zion, but I am greatly displeased with the nations that take my grace for granted. I was a little displeased with them, but they have only made things worse for themselves. The Oracle of Response Therefore, this is what the Lord has said. I have become compassionate towards Jerusalem and will rebuild my temple in it, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Once more, a surveyor's measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem. Speak up again with the message of the Lord of heaven's armies. My cities will once more overflow with prosperity. And once more, the Lord will comfort Zion and validate his choice of Jerusalem. Vision 2. The Four Horns Once again I looked, and this time I saw four horns. So I asked the angelic messenger who spoke with me, What are these? He replied, These are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Next the Lord showed me the four blacksmiths. I asked, What are these going to do? He answered, These horns are the ones that have scattered Judah, so that there is no one to be seen. But the blacksmiths have come to terrify Judah's enemies and cut off the horns of the nations that have thrust themselves against the land of Judah in order to scatter its people. New Testament reading, Revelation chapter 1 through Revelation chapter 2, verse 11. Chapter 1, the prologue. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must happen very soon. He made it clear by sending his angel to his servant John, who then testified to everything that he saw concerning the word of God and the testimony about Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy aloud, and blessed are those who hear and obey the things written in it, because the time is near. From John to the seven churches that are in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from he who is 
and who was, and who is still to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from among the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to the one who loves us and has set us free from our sins at the cost of his own blood, and has appointed us as a kingdom, as priests serving his God and Father. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is returning with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes on the earth will mourn because of him. This will certainly come to pass. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and who was and who is still to come, the all-powerful. I, John, your brother, and the one who shares with you in the persecution, kingdom, and the endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony about Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day when I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned to see whose voice was speaking to me, and when I did so, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands was one like a son of man. He was dressed in a robe extending down to his feet, and he wore a wide golden belt around his chest. His head and hair were as white as wool, even as white as snow, and his eyes were like a fiery flame. His feet were like polished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. He held seven stars in his right hand and a sharp double-edged sword extended out of his mouth. His face shone like the sun shining at full strength. When I saw him, I fell down at his feet as though I were dead. But he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the one who lives. I was dead, but look, now I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and of Hades. Therefore, write what you saw, what is, and what will be after these things. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Chapter 2. To the Church in Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write the following. This is the solemn pronouncement of the one who has a firm grasp on the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works as well as your labor in steadfast endurance, and that you cannot tolerate evil. You have even put to the test those who refer to themselves as apostles, but are not, and have discovered that they are false. I am also aware that you have persisted steadfastly, endured much for the sake of my name, and have not grown weary. But I have this against you. You have departed from your first love. Therefore, remember from what high state you have fallen and repent. Do the deeds you did at the first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. That is, if you do not repent. But you do have this going for you. You hate with the Nicolaitans practice, practices I also hate. The one who has an ear had better hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will permit him to eat from the tree of life that is in the paradise of God. To the church of Smyrna, to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write the following. This is the solemn pronouncement of the one who is the first and the last, the one who was dead but came to life. I know the distress you are suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I also know the slander against you by those who call themselves Jews and really are not butter of a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of the things you are about to suffer. The devil is about to have some of you thrown into prison so you may be tested and you will experience suffering for 10 days. 
Remain faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown that is life itself. The one who has an ear had better hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will in no way be harmed by the second death. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, O Lord, that you have granted us this opportunity to hear your word and to reflect on your character and your promises that you have for us, O God. We pray, O Lord, that you, by the power of the Spirit, would mature us through the hearing and the obeying and understanding of your word, O God. We don't simply listen or read by ourselves, but we, O Lord, ask that you would teach us your word and bring to us deep and rich understanding that transforms us from the inside out, O God. So whether we are just starting for the first time today or whether we have gone beginning from day one all the way until this point, O Lord, I pray that you would meet us with abundant grace and wisdom and compassion that would enrich us and mature us. I thank you, O God, for the ways in which you have grown the church, the way that you are maturing the body of Christ. And even though at times it does not seem like it or feel like it, we recognize, O God, that you are at work through your invisible church, bringing forth the fruit that you have promised that it would bear. I pray, O God, that we would heed the warnings, that we would heed the wisdom that we hear in the book of Revelation, O God, to these particular churches, that we would take them upon ourselves even now and reckon with the ways in which we have been tempted to distort the gospel, to persecute others, to not stand for justice, to be puffed up in our, in our religious piety, O God. I pray, O Lord, that you would forgive us and that you would grant us a deep and true obedience to your word that manifests itself in repentance and love and kindness and compassion. A love that is so conspicuous and so brilliant in, in its brightness, O oh God, that it shines into the world and that all who see it would wonder who is their God. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would do this in us and through us because we can't do this in our own strength. And so we surrender ourselves to you and ask that you would clean up the church, that you again would make the church what you have promised that it would be and become, O oh God, a church without spot or wrinkle that you will return for, O oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that ultimately and truly you are the head of the church. And this gives us great hope and confidence, not in what we're able to do or when we glance around the church today in our context, O Lord, but we are reminded that you are the head of the church and that you love her, that you gave your very self up for the church, and that you indeed will fulfill every promise that you have made to the church. You are not fair weather. You are not flaky. You, O God, are consistent and devout towards us in your promises. You are faithful. And so, O oh Lord, even if we find ourselves at a place of frustration and dismay and even sadness concerning the state of the church, wherever we are listening, O oh God, we entrust this to you to clean up your church, to get your church in order, O oh Lord, and grant us the type of love and obedience to stand in your word amongst the people of God. We thank you, O Lord, for your word and all that is coming to bear, all the promises that are already fulfilled and being fulfilled because of Jesus Christ. And it is in you that we place our hope and our trust ultimately. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. 
Christians often dream about the possibility of revival, but revival doesn't come because we wish or plan for it. Revival occurs when groups of people pray together. However, praying together effectively doesn't come easily, and we're often left wondering how to best engage in the work of intercession. In her book, The Power of Group Prayer, Carolyn Carney draws from her decades of ministry experience to equip pastors, small group leaders, or anyone who wants a deeper prayer life to lead others in the kind of prayer that is necessary for effective, resilient ministry. Come to a place of deep intimacy with God as you learn ways to pray in community. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off the power of group prayer, plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh, 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 oh,